Hello, awesome humans. Welcome back to the podcast. It is Nina Kovner with Passion Squared, and I am recording this on Christmas Eve day. I um, There's going to be two podcasts before the end of the year, this one, of course, and then there'll be one more uploaded as my year-end review and predictions and that type of thing. This particular episode is going to be talking about all things mental health, my new awesome as fuck boundary book, and some things to take into consideration around the holidays. So before we get started, I do want to share um, that Um, We do have on our Instagram at Passion Squared our mental health resources and support highlight. We actually shared that in our stories yesterday. But before we get started, I do want to read some of the resources that are available for you if you struggle this time of year or for you to share with a loved one. The Suicide Prevention Hotline is 1-800-273-TALK. The Crisis Text Line is text the word HOME to 741741. The Trevor Project, you can text START to 678678. The Trevor Lifeline, 1-866-488-7386. The Trans Lifeline in the U.S., 877-565-8860. And in Canada, the Trans Lifeline, 877-330-6366. You can also tap into the Talkspace app if you're looking for therapy. And if you just need to calm yourself, I am a big fan of the Headspace app, which is a meditation app that has gotten me through some pretty awful times. So now that we have shared those resources, I do want to talk about some things that have been really heavy on my mind, of course, around the holidays, we, there are people that struggle. And I think for people that love the holidays, it's sometimes difficult to understand what that's about. Now, I don't know each individual's issue. I can only speak from my own experience and my own issues and, and issues that I study, in particular LGBTQ youth and community, um, how difficult it can be to navigate any type of family situation when a family either does not accept the person's life, does not accept the person's gender, um, and is even cruel about it. Some people can't go home. Some people cannot spend the holidays with their loved ones because of family that has chosen to disown them, family that has chosen to um, misgender them, family that has just chosen to be um, not compassionate and educated around their life. Um, Some people have political differences and have difficulty navigating those differences in particular since the 2016 election. In my particular case, there are, you know, there are several reasons why I, I tend to um, stay away from the holidays this time of year. Um, and, you know, I really have been thinking about it a lot lately, going back to my childhood and also how I'm feeling in this present moment. I'm actually super fucking grateful 
um, in this moment because this time last year, I was in one of my deepest, darkest depressions I've ever had. This year, that is not my story. However, um, when I do look back at, at holidays, you know, children of divorce, as almost all of you listening have some sort of experience with, the holidays were always about having to make difficult choices. The holidays were always about having to be with one parent over the other. And there was disruption in safety. There was disruption in, in security. And um, that for a child is, is, is difficult. It's difficult to navigate. It's difficult to navigate as an adult. I think also one of the things that I struggle with is expectations, you know, expectations of each other, expectations of ourselves, which sometimes ties to money and financial situations, which, you know, bring up a lot of shame for a lot of people. Their pressure being to shop and to have gifts or to have celebrations and then people that are um, financially unable to do that and feel shame around that. There's a, the entire world of, of food insecurity and, you know, these holidays that are around food and celebration. There's also an entire population that's incarcerated. I have an incarcerated family member this holiday, and actually it's been a lot more difficult than I have admitted, um, and it's actually fucking heartbreaking. So there's a lot of different reasons why um, when, when, when we see people that are celebrating and we're like, you know, not feeling it, the, you never know. You just never know. And that's, of course, where compassion and empathy and, and just being a little bit more aware and awake around why people may not feel as joyful um, as you. Of course, there's also religious beliefs and, and, and all those things. So, so there's a lot. It's complicated. It's layered. And it's okay. It's totally okay. And, and, and I honor those that want to celebrate. And I also honor myself in not celebrating. And, and, and if there's any, any experience that I can share with you, it's taken me a lot of fucking years to be okay and to opt out, to opt out and to just be like, I'm super grateful every day. I celebrate life every day. I, if I feel like giving a present, on a Wednesday in the middle of January, then I'm going to gift someone a present. I, I just want you all to not feel like you have to show up a certain way, act a certain way, pretend that everything is okay because it's in that pretending that it, it, it becomes so incredibly difficult. And then if you are joyful and you do want to celebrate, then honor that as well. Honor that as well. And I think that that's really um, beautiful that you have created traditions and that you enjoy those traditions. I think it's, it's wonderful. So that's kind of the holiday thing. But also, as we are celebrating or not celebrating, there is a meme that has come up on social in the last week or so that <laughs> really bothered me. And um, I don't want to get okay boomered on this because, first of all, I'm not a boomer. I'm Gen X. But... Um, it's a, a meme of Britney Spears, and it's talking about, um, it's the, I don't know, it's something about Britney Spears and the 2007 Britney Spears and being exhausted from the holidays or whatever. Now, I'm very sensitive to mental health issues because I am part of that community, and I've had my, my breakdowns. 
and I have been in very dark times. And what bothers me is what bothers me and, and why I'm sharing it because awareness, of course, for all of us is, is such a helpful tool is that if you are going to be the one that promotes mental wellness and is trying to erase the stigma around mental health issues, around depression, around anxiety, around bipolar, around all of those things. But then in the same breath, you're going to share memes of a human being in the middle of a mental breakdown. I just find that problematic. Um, There are a lot of memes out there that are funny as fuck. I mean, hello, 2019, Baby Yoda saved us, right? The Baby Yoda meme literally can be applied to anything. I am obsessed with Baby Yoda, Yoda, and I, I think that's a great meme. There's so many great memes. But to take someone that is in their most vulnerable state that did not even consent to having a photo taken And then for us collectively to use that as comedy, um, I have a problem with that. And I would love to hear from you um, if you've used that meme, what your thoughts are around that meme. I know there's a lot of feelings around it. I've done research around it. I've, I've read different views about it. But it's back to just that awareness and that compassion and that empathy and just being mindful that while we say we're all about, yes, be vulnerable and I support mental wellness and self-care and all these fucking Instagram posts about take care of yourself, but then to share people in their most vulnerable state as a joke that, again, and using an image that did not have the person's consent, um, I just really struggle with that. So it's kind of, a, to me, a boundary violation. And that brings me to, of course, I'm going to talk about my new book, my awesome as fuck boundary book. I wrote this book because I have been on a very long boundary journey. It began in 2007. So it's actually not that long. It began in 2007 when I entered treatment, inpatient treatment, and had never heard the word boundary. So that could explain if, if you know nothing else about my personal story, the fact that I learned the word boundary in my 40s, um, that right there should tell you a lot about why this has been a, a, an important journey for me and, and what, why I was inspired to finally get some thoughts down on paper about it and then share those thoughts with you. Reason being, we all share similar struggles. Most of us have some sort, some level of codependency. And whether it's in business or in life, it is it is definitely a block to joy. And so I'm just going to share a couple a couple pieces of the book that I feel that um, that I feel that can be helpful for you literally like right now on this day. Uh, But I'm going to start with how I open the book, and that is a note to my 12-year-old self. For context, I think this will help a lot with understanding this book. Dear Nina, I know you are in a ton of pain. I know things seem so fucking confusing and dark right now. I know all you want is to be seen, loved, accepted, and protected. 
I'm sorry you feel unsafe. I'm sorry your internal and external boundaries have been repeatedly violated. No kid should have to go through this shit. What I also know is you're going to have a pretty rough time growing up in a boundaryless environment. You are going to morph into whatever people want you to be. You will believe being perfect equals being loved. You are going to put others' needs ahead of your own. You are going to seek love and connection at all costs. You are going to try to fill that gut-wrenching emptiness with addictions, obsessions, perfectionism, workaholism, and dangerous behavior. But Nina, I want you to know that I see you. I understand why you feel this way. I recognize how deeply you long to be loved and accepted for who you authentically are. I know how badly you have tried to find the comfort and relief outside of yourself in people, places, and things. Please listen to me. It will get better. It will. But oh my God, are you going to have to dig fucking deep. You are going to grow yourself up with the help of a ton of people who love you. And you just won't even believe how awesome your life is going to be. Your pain will become your purpose. Nina, please hang on. You matter. And I love you. So that's the opening of the book. Now, in the book, I have tons and tons of pages of actual boundary situations, conversations, and dialogue framework to help you navigate. So I'm going to sh- only I'm going to share two with you. One's going to be a business situation and the other is going to be a life situation. So let me find let me find uh which conversation I want to uh, let's see. Okay, so I'm going to share um Situation. A client calls and says you must fit them in for a service. A no boundary response, which hello, I mean, did not not happen a million times around the holidays. Uh, Yeah. Okay. The no boundary response is squeeze them in and then feel resentful and have negative impact on other clients, right? Because you're running late, because you're feeling resentful, because you're exhausted, you're burnt out, whatever. A healthy boundary response is being mindful that we all have different priorities, right? You can offer clients your available days and times. They can choose to take them or not. You can tighten your pre-booking process so this situation happens less often. You can choose to squeeze people in knowing it's your choice and taking responsibility for the impact of that choice. So the conversation. I am actually going to take you through some dialogue. Client, oh my God, I just went to your online booking app and it says you have no openings till January 5th. In this case, I wrote December 5th. Can you get me in before that? This is you. Hi, Nina. I'm fully booked until the 5th. If that day, if the day and times that are shown don't work for you, please book it before someone else does. Client, but I have a party to go to and I need my hair done. You, oh Nina, I wish I had an opening. If you would like, I can put you on our cancellation list. If anything opens up, we will call you. Client, that's disappointing. I'm a loyal client. This is you now. Nina, I value you as a client so much. This in no way changes that. I simply do not have availability. I do have a name of another stylist who may be able to accommodate you. Would you like their info? 
client. No, I'm taking my business somewhere else. You, I completely understand. I'm sorry my availability doesn't work for you. Have a beautiful holiday. You are always welcome back if you choose. Thank you for being an awesome client. No drama. No drama. It's a simple conversation. Is it disappointing? Well, it's always disappointing when we lose a client. But you can feel the difference of getting sucked into the drama, creating drama that's not there, or just practicing healthy boundaries, still being kind, still being loving, still being grateful, but the facts are the facts, right? Okay, so that's just one example of the, I think there's 20 different conversation frameworks in here. Now I'm going to take you to a life, a life conversation. Uh, let's see. Um, and this is going to be possibly relevant to the holidays. So a family member, this is the situation, a family member wants to talk politics and you have very different belief systems. A no boundary response is engage in the conversation and feel unsafe, attacked, and angry. A healthy boundary response is you are in no obligation to engage in conversations that threaten your safety, well-being, and peace. Do your best to breathe and not be reactive. If you need time to respond, excuse yourself. Take a moment, get grounded, and come back when you are ready to respond. Uh, this particular situation, y'all, um, is one that I have had to navigate for um, quite some time now. And so this is, I mean, these are all based on experience, but this is a real life experience um, that I have had to navigate for quite a while. So the conversation, before you respond, get clear on what outcome you are seeking. That's a big one because sometimes the outcome we're seeking is just to make it go away. Sometimes if we're self-aware, the outcome we're seeking is to argue and to be right. I'm going to caution you not to do that uh, because <laughs> we all know generally how that ends up. So getting clear on that outcome, getting really clear, getting really honest with yourself about what outcome you're seeking is going to help you navigate these difficult conversations around the holiday table. So family member, this is, this is the actual conversation. Family member, oh my God, did you see that story about the president on Fox News? You, no, I did not. This is not a topic I want to discuss with you. Okay, so you've set your first boundary. You've been clear. This is not a topic I want to discuss. The family member, not using healthy boundaries, comes back and says, snowflake, Okay, now it's your turn. When you call me a snowflake, I feel attacked, unseen, and judged. Please do not call me names. Family member. Again, remember this family member does not, hasn't yet read my new book, so they don't understand healthy boundaries. Family member, you are being so sensitive. You, if you cannot respect my need for not being called names, I will need to leave. Can you stop? Family member. I do not want you to leave. I love you. I will do better. I'm sorry. Nice. You respond. Thank you. And then you continue on having your having your holiday meal or whatever. So that's one one way the conversation could go. Now, there's another part. There's part 2. It can go a different direction. You. I asked you to I asked you not to call me names. You did it two times in a row. 
I feel unsafe when that happens. In order to take care of myself, I'll be heading out now. Family member. But we're but we are sorry. We'll stop you. Thank you. I need some time to process that. I will see you soon. I've done both of these in my life. And one of the things that I learned very early on after I left uh, treatment in 2007 was trying to navigate family conversations and and protecting myself and being safe. And uh, one of the tools that was so incredibly helpful for me that my therapist taught me was to always have uh, an exit plan, to always uh, also bookend a visit, meaning you are very clear on when you're going to start the visit and when you're going to end the visit and also being clear on being clear on what you're going to do when you are potentially triggered by a situation and i'm talking about deep family trauma stuff right Uh, which is generally what comes up around the holiday table if you've had any of these situations occur before. And so I was very, very careful in my visits and how I framed my visits with my family right after treatment. And I kept them short and I kept them very kind of light. And I also was crystal clear on my exit plan. And um, it, it, it worked really well for me. In addition to that, another tool that I learned was to develop some sort of visualized boundary around my body. The visualized boundary that I used was um, bamboo, just a, a huge, rich, deep forest of bamboo. And I would surround myself, protect myself, create a, 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 a wall, um, a permeable wall, though, because Walls are the, you know, we're not talking about putting up walls or else we might as well not go on this journey of practicing healthy boundaries because walls are not boundaries. Um, But healthy boundaries are permeable. So, So the idea of bamboo was it wasn't a solid wall. It was a safe, permeable um, protection, screen, whatever you want to call it, that allowed me to, when I began to get anxious or or felt like uh, the conversations were going in a direction that made me feel unsafe, I would um, close my eyes and, and, and put up that, that bamboo protection. And it definitely helped as well. So all of this to say, you are worthy of feeling safe. And you are worthy of doing whatever you need to protect your well-being, to protect your happiness, to protect your energy. And there's so much, there, there's so, so many things, amazing things that um, can happen when we can show up and, and still in the same breath show up and protect ourselves, show up and practice healthy boundaries, show up and stand up for ourselves. And, and I want you all to know that All of those things are possible. I talk about a lot of that in the new book. So you got this. And um, if you're one of those that struggles around this time of year, we are available here at Passion Squared. You can always email us at awesome at passionsquared.net. We will be checking email throughout the holidays. And if you don't celebrate, awesome. If you do, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, 
we are so incredibly grateful for all your continued love and support at Passion Squared. I personally am just so just in awe of all of you and your courage and your growth. And I'm going to be talking a lot more about that in the year end uh, episode. But I just wanted to let you know that you matter. You are so fucking loved. And um, thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful day, night, whatever you need to do. Sign off the internet if you're feeling angsty and anxious. I'll be signing off tonight for sure. Um, Do what you need to do. That's really what self-care looks like. And masks and massages too. All the things. All the things. I love you all so much. Thank you so much for listening.